This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 333. Sounds kind of funny to say, doesn't it? Recorded on November 2nd. Would have been great on the 3rd, 2017. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios here in beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Just a great time of the year. It's fall. The leaves are coming down. I don't know. It's great. It was pretty chilly, but I love a chilly morning. So it's kind of good that it's fall is here. And of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week, and there'll be a bunch this week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can also join us live on our mobile app. Don't forget, LastPass is the sponsor of that mobile app. And tonight, hmm, we were supposed to have Amber from LastPass. She wasn't feeling well. Starting to get a little complex, Amber. I know she doesn't listen to this, but we've moved her two weeks. So next week is Drones. Keith Lensford, Dave McCabe, Mike Weger is back. And it's all Drones next week. And then the week after that, we'll have Amber. Today, I've got some stuff lined up for you. So, uh, so hang tight. We got some news. We got some Bitcoin news. We've got some uh, fridge news. I'm going to talk about my fridge. We're going to talk about my beard. It's kind of weird. I know. I get it. But there's a reason we're doing that. And of course, uh, we thank LastPass for their sponsorship. They'll be back here in a couple of weeks. You can get to uh, get to our mobile app pretty easy. Just go to homegadgetgeeks.com. Look for the iPhone or Android button. Just doot, doot, doot. big, uh, big buttons right there. You can download it. Many of you do. After every show, I kind of get uh, some stats, and I get ten or. 10 or so, 10, 12, 13, something views like that. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's out there and available for you. Try it at homegadgetgeeks.com. Then don't forget the best way to support the show. Some of you want to financially support the show. You've Some of you, Philip, thank you for sending in donations through PayPal. That works as well. But Patreon is really an easy way to do it, especially here in the United States. And if you want to join us, uh, if you want to join us in that, just head out to theaverageguy.tv, click on the Patreon link. One and $5 plans. And if you sign up for the $1 plan, you automatically get all the pre and post show. So I've been mixing those together now for the last couple months. Available to you only as a patron. So head out to theaverageguy.tv. Uh, yeah, just head out to theaverageguy.tv. Look for the Patreon link. It's on the it's on the right-hand side. And uh, actually, I think it's that side. And um, sign up. One and $5 plans. Love to have your patronage. We will use Patreon for the meetup that's coming up in the fall. Um, I just met with potentially one of our first vendors. So I'll get excited getting some things moving. Got some great ideas of locations and where we would go. It could be a big deal. And guess what? It could be two days and not one. Mm, that could happen. So we got some great stuff going on. Stay tuned for what's going on with the meetup, home server show meet. I think I'm still going to call it that, by the way. Maybe I'll just say home server show meetup, home gadget geeks edition or something like that. Uh, and so uh, that's coming up as well. I mentioned, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, sporting the beard now. you can, If you have to kind of watch the video to see it last Saturday, I got an early start on No Shave November. Some people call that Movember. You know, really, it's a cause uh, to raise money for cancer and cancer research. Um, and uh, I just got lazy and I thought, eh, I've never done a beard. And so I'm going to, yeah, typically everybody does this. I never do, but I thought I'd give it a shot. So watch the video. There you go. Over the weeks, it's going to get, it's going to come in a lot more and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but maybe something in your local area to support one of those kinds of things. Of course, October breast cancer awareness month, and those things are all really great guys. So I want to encourage you to, uh, to reach out, support those where you can. Um, they're all for good causes and it's all good fun. You'll just see, I don't know. Uh, yes, let's just say this. Keep it after November. Shave it off in December. I'm going to kind of let you guys decide. We'll do a little, uh, we'll do a little poll in the Facebook group. So head out. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, there's a link to it out there, I think, at theaverageguy.tv. And uh, join the Facebook group. We'll do a little poll. Maybe, I don't know, we'll go three or four weeks. We'll take some pictures. Let you guys decide. Keep it. Shave it. I don't know. We'll let you guys decide. Sarah won't be real happy about that. She doesn't really like it. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I'm to that point where it's a little itchy right now. But I do have some good gadgets coming in, some good gear coming in to help me manage it. So um, uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, and again, I'd uh, love to have you guys interact with me on it. Don't forget, uh, also, uh, we want to thank Addy for coming on last week. We now have Home Gadget Geeks t-shirts that are available. The link will be out at theaverageguy.tv or in the show notes or on Twitter. I'll 
in our Facebook group. They're just about everywhere. Um, I want to thank Emily. She was the first one out. If you take a look, um, if you take a look at uh, my Twitter feed, uh, Emily is sporting a red Home Gadget Geeks t-shirt. They, man, they look good. Emily, that was a good looking color on you. And uh, available on Amazon, $17.99. Addie is doing all that work for us. Of course, Addie was on the show last week. You want to go back and see that one if you haven't. Watch it or listen to it. Really good. We talked about some productivity tips. So you want to make, uh, you want to go back there and get that done. Really good show. But afterwards this weekend, we got the t-shirts launched. So if you want the first edition, limited edition, we won't run that forever. Uh, limited edition t-shirt. Go out and get it right now. $17.99. $17. I guess I could, you know, for those in the chat room, you guys are my, my you, you know, you guys are the best uh, that we got out there. So there's no doubt you guys have already headed out there. But let's uh, let's just throw that in the chat room here real quick. You guys want to take a look at the colors that are available. Pretty cool. Gray, a black, a green, a red, a blue. Available for both men and women all the way up to 4X. Uh, I think four. Let me, let me take a look here. I think we've got, oh, all the way up to 3X. Sorry about that. Uh, available for you. Um, so if, if you need them, a lot of the sizes are available for you. And we appreciate you purchasing those and have them. Wait, Addie, thanks. Nice job. She did a really good job on those. And uh, I like them. Super proud of them. Uh, like I said, those will be first edition t-shirts. And uh, we will do other designs uh, after the first of the year. I'll probably run this through the end of the year and then we'll pull them down. And then we'll start doing a spring version of something that'll be available. And uh, definitely we'll have a special one just for the meetup coming up this fall. And uh, um, so you can kind of watch for that. I won't do too many a year. I don't want to, I don't want to wear you guys out, but uh, we got the t-shirt available for you out there. Guys, I'm going to have, uh, since I'm solo tonight, I will have a little trouble following the chat. I'm just going to be honest with you. There'll be times I will try and uh, look at it as well. I apologize uh, in advance um, for not being able to, to follow through on that. Uh, Emily had said in the chat when I was talking about uh, not shaving, she says, ha Sarah would, uh, I would say it would be more up to Sarah than us. And that's probably pretty too true. She just noticed it last night. That was pretty funny. And she's like, seriously, are you going to keep that thing? Like, that was what I got. And I said, yeah, I'd like to give it a run. She doesn't like it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you, she's not a big fan of it. So yeah, Emily, maybe you're right. Maybe it'll be up to her and not you guys, but it'd be kind of fun just to get your opinion on it. We'll let it grow throughout the, uh, throughout the the month and we will, uh, we'll see where it goes. All right. Oh, I wanted to mention a new segment and a couple of you contacted me last week. We talked about a new segment here called uh, back in the day, uh, Dave Jackson, who I podcast with on Saturday mornings at askthepodcastcoach.com. He has this, he says it like an old man, you know, back in the day. We're going to do, and I'm going to feature some of you on a segment that we're going to call back in the day and uh, about 30 minutes of reminiscing about some old school tech. I know you guys all have those stories that you want to tell. And then we'll spend the rest of the time talking about what you're currently doing. And uh, Eric contacted me already. I had a conversation with him and we're going to spend a little time. He's going to spend some time thinking about it. So if you got a story to tell, something old school that you want to do and then some new school stuff. Uh, I'd like to talk to you before we do that. So shoot me an email, jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. We'll get a time for us to call during the week set up and uh, just a good way to chat. So a couple of you did it. I'd like to get a couple, three, four, five lined up. Maybe we'll do one a month or something like that. I think we got space in the queue for that. Run through that. Maybe you're thinking uh, you want to try out podcasting and you just never had a good excuse to do it. Hey, this is a good opportunity to be on the show. Love to have you on. Weger will be off and on next year and probably more off than on. And uh, I could use some of your help. So let me know. Send me an email, jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, and we will discuss that. All right. Um, no, I got some I got some stuff lined up. Emily, I appreciate you uh, saying that you can jump in. I will. Uh, now I'm going to save you, Emily. I wanna, I'm going to save. We got some, some good stuff I want to do with you. I've got some stuff lined up. Uh, let me roll through it. First of all, I want to let you know, my tax software failed me. You probably have never heard that. Um, I was going, I went through a situation where uh, after I filed my 2015 and 2016 tax returns, I got a note back from the IRS saying there'd been some mistakes and I owed them a bunch of money. And uh, of course that's always, that kind of makes your heart, you know, kind of, oh geez, it's the IRS and um, not a ton of money, but some and more than I wanted to pay. And of course they give you 30 days to pay it plus penalties and some of those other kind of things. So I just paid it right away. I didn't want to mess with it, but I knew I would go back I uh, wanted to go back and kind of be like, okay, what went wrong and where did it go wrong? And I don't know about you, but I've maybe for the last decade, I've only used online or 
back in the day, we used to buy Tax Act or some of those other tax programs online. And I've just kind of grown to trust them. And I really haven't ever gone back to the paper copy and actually validated that it's doing the right things. You kind of think, oh, okay. And I used TurboTax this last year. So um, something was amiss. And so I went back in, I pulled all the records that I had, and I started going back through. And if you're familiar with taxes, you never need to amend them. You fill out a 1040X. That's the form that you, you pull together to start doing that. And so I went old school. I went out to the website. By the way, the IRS has a pretty good forms website if you need to go out there and get tax forms. I don't wish this upon anybody. But um, I went out there, really good site. You can find things pretty easily, download and print the forms. It was great. And I went old school. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to show you a little bit. Yeah, I pulled these down. This is the 1040X. And there's pages worth 2015, 2016, 2.30 in the morning last night, uh, up working on these to get them kind of done. Um, what I found is tax, TurboTax, who I'd been using before, had uh, incorrectly calculated my um, my standard deduction and was not giving me, when I compared it to the tax tables online, was not giving me the full tax deduction I was supposed to be getting. And not only did it did it in 2016, but I went back to 2015 and it did it as well. I'm, I'm hesitant to go back to 2014, but you know, let's let sleeping dogs lie, right? It's just one of those things you really want to kind of wake up the IRS. I don't know. I did. It was a significant amount of money that I paid him for 2015, and I, and I knew it was wrong, and I wanted to get that back. Um, so I went through 2015. But, you know, so how does this, how is this home gadget geeks? Like, we all use tax software, right? And I'm kind of thinking now that I'm going to double check, one, the paper form. Yeah, they allow you to print those off. You know, some of us just save a file and put it away, and it's good to go. I'm going to actually go back through. Now, if you're a if you're if you're self-employed at all in any reason, right? I work for Gallup. I get a I get a W two. Sarah works for a physical thera therapy company here, and she gets a W two. But uh, you know, when at LastPass, when they do their sponsorship, that comes in a in a ten ninety nine. Uh, the work that I do, the podcast consulting that I do, ten ninety nine. Um, Amazon, ten ninety nine. Right? Those are all self-employment, and it gets a little more difficult. Um, and so, if you're not if you're getting some of those kinds of things, just remember, uh, Bitcoin, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, is going to create some taxable events for you. So uh, I think I'm changing the way I do things now. Um, I may go back to paper for a while. Now, maybe this is sick, but I really actually enjoyed the process. Uh, maybe this is a little Mike Howard-ish in some ways. I kind of enjoyed the process of going through it by hand. I don't know. It was like maybe like solving a puzzle, right? One of those big puzzles you put on the kitchen table. Um, it was not, once I got into it, I kind of found it to be kind of fun and uh, filling them out by hand. So I may go back, forget forget software. I may still do it that way and then double check it. I don't know. This is going to be a complicated tax year for me because I'm going to have both wages and income on W-2s. So I'm going to have 1099s, very small from Amazon. We Let's not talk about that. But there'll be some other 1099 work that's there. Um, and then I have tax credits for Sammy, my, my daughter in college. And uh, we got to figure all that out. If you're listening to this and you're not in the United States, I hope your tax system is easier than ours. Ours is just a, a bear and a burden, but I may go back. So uh, point being, be careful. I don't know. I've been trusting the tax software all the time. You know, they do these big things at the end like, oh, you're audit proof and blah, blah, blah. I am um, going to go back and double check. And now, to be fair, the tax rules have changed drastically. It seems like every year for the last five years here in the United States, there's been a lot of weird things going on with them. So maybe those companies just have a hard time keeping up. I don't know. Have you had any trouble? Have you come across that? Do you ever check your tax returns uh, against the software? We kind of trust those things. That's kind of like since online banking has come on, I don't ever reconcile my checking account. I mean, I don't do what we used to do in the checkbook. I just make sure it matches what's online, and I really trust the online one to be accurate. Do you? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to, uh, this year, I'm going to seriously think about hand doing it, and then maybe put it in the system from from that, you know, after I'm done. But pen and paper, and man, it felt really satisfying to have it done. There's lots of numbers on there in the right place, double and triple checked. 
and uh, it was pretty cool. So it, it's one of those things. Um, uh, other Jim says 2 a.m. is not a good time for me and the math. Surprisingly, it, my brain was, it was weird. It was all on. I was super awake. I was super motivated. Kind of once I got into it, I didn't want to get out. In fact, I was doing 2016 to, no, 2015 to fix it. Or maybe it's the other way around. I was, no, I was doing, yeah, I was doing 2016 first to, to, cause I knew I'd made some of the same errors. And then I'm like, I'm going to fix 2015 to see where it's going. And actually I'm getting my money back and more. So, um, it, it, for me, a couple hours worth it, uh, with it. And, um, and I'm gonna get my money back. Emily says, I don't mind paying the $99 to H&R Block. Yeah, I may actually go in and get a real person too, Emily. That's another option instead of just trusting that software. Um, it gets complicated enough. I might want a real person. And boy, I think about the time I spent. I probably spent four or five hours last night working through this mistake that uh, was mine. Uh, mostly my fault. Let's just let's just put it that way. But um, sometimes it is good to pay, and um, you know, trust the trust the pros, the folks that do it all the time. They probably. Um, they're probably better than me at it, although I'm pretty good at taxes. That's one of those kinds of things. In the old days, before computers, back when the dinosaurs were on the earth and we were inventing dirt, I did everything paper and pencil and uh, kind of enjoyed it. Take an evening and now nah, my taxes weren't that complicated then. But I'm a little getting a little weary of, especially because it was wrong two, two years in a row, um, both tax, uh, both TurboTax. So. Uh, there you go. Just a little feedback. I think it's coming. It's getting to be tax time. By the way, probably not a bad time to start thinking about gathering your receipts. Um, it's still a little early. Take a look at your investments. Think about your end distributions. We're doing it's benefits time uh, at Gallup, and we're thinking about benefits for 2018. And it's a good time to think about and maybe calculate out the retirement fund and some of those other things. Just a good reminder. A lot of great tech. Uh, a couple uh, updates on mining. I've been talking about it a lot. I've been spending a lot of time with John Biggs online, too, talking about it. Um, good. Yeah, it does look like I disappeared. So now I'm back. Good. Well, if you're listening to the recorded version, you never knew because I probably cut that part out. Um, I've been spending a lot of time with John Biggs and kind of thinking through. So we've been talking about some of this mining stuff. You know, just to give you an update, I have two NVIDIA Asus GTX 1060s. We think that's kind of the sweet spot. Sitting in my Core i7 box, they're not even connected to monitors. They're just running, uh, kind of in the box. Been using NiceHash, which, if you're not familiar with NiceHash, um, it, it's not a, it's not really mining software, so to, so to speak. I'm not necessarily mining directly for the value, but people are buying contracts to have things mined, and then they use NiceHash and people like me to get that stuff mined. And then they, 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 those people get some of it and nice hash gets a cut and we get a cut. It's been actually pretty lucrative right now. Um, if you haven't noticed, Bitcoin is, well, it's $7,000 today, a Bitcoin, which I still think is ridiculous guys. I think we're on a bubble, um, for sure. Uh, there's a fork coming up. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes, but running nice hash full speed, which means I have both cards at hundred percent, uh, overclocked as hard as I can get them. Going. I'm also running the CPU. Uh, NiceHash has the ability to do CPU mining. There are some, there are some blockchains that uh, will allow CPU mining. It's not terribly effective, but it does work. It'll add a few cents in there. Two to three bucks a day with those two cards, sixty-five or seventy-five dollars a month. Not too bad. About twenty dollars in power. That's kind of the update on where we're at a month into it. We're in a month into this experiment. Uh, I know some who bought cards. We've been talking a lot about overclocking. If you want to talk more about it, there is a group that we started at the Home Server Show forum. So if you go to homeservershow.com, home show click on the forums tab, go all the way to the bottom. There is a cryptocurrency group. Uh, we've been talking about this. If you want to join in the conversation, really a great way to do it. And uh, I don't know there's a handful of us that, um, that are talking, uh, talking about it and a good way to join in um, over there. So if you want to join us, you can do that. Again, homeservershow.com. Look for the forums, then go down for the cryptocurrency section. Um, so yeah, a couple, you know, some concerns about security in that when you're when you're, you know, a lot of a lot of these, uh, like I use Coinbase. In fact, in the home server show, and I've been putting this on Twitter too. If you're going to start doing this, or you want to think about it, we've been using Coinbase 
um, to kind of store and move this currency around. You can also buy and sell so you can get into Bitcoin and get out of Bitcoin using Coinbase. And it's not free. Like there's fees to get this done, two, three, four dollars to kind of move this to kind of move this money around. I have an affiliate link if you're interested. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, and um, so uh, there's been some concern about the security of those. They're, they're getting hacked pretty hard. There's a lot of money right now, especially with Bitcoin hitting the seven thousand uh, dollar. And John, you know, so John's been sending me some links, and uh, it's very, very valid. And uh, offline wallets are possible where you can move those off the web and onto your onto your computer, you better make sure that you have those backed up. Once you move a, a Bitcoin address, if you lose it, it's gone. There's no way to get it back. That value is just poof. It is just gone. And, uh, and so you want to make sure you've got your backups covered. You're safe with that, those kinds of things. I guess I've learned if you're going to get into this Bitcoin, it's, it's, it is kind of fun, but there's some things to remember too, um, that uh, want to be careful about security. Um, and then as I was just talking about taxes, yeah, you actually, you can see my tax forms back here too. As I was just talking about taxes, uh, mining does create taxable events. And the government is, uh, the United States government, I don't know what it's like where you are, but the United States government is going to begin to make some rules on it. And they have a few. They're treating it like investment income and not like currency. Um, I think that needs to change, by the way. But it's there's Bitcoin's not helping because of its value keep going up and up and up. But um, so it's going to create some taxable events. So if you're going to join in on this, you might want to think about uh, just keeping track of a few things. Uh, and they're going to be treated more like investments. They are like cash. Just be be warned. You want to keep track of purchases and when you sell. And if you um, if you are selling any anything that you made, you know, like an investment, you're if you um, it's going to be treated that way. So just be careful on your taxes and make sure you're recording that when you have to. Many of you don't have to worry about it yet, but uh, if you start getting into it, you probably should. One of the things I've been doing, which is kind of interesting, is I have been using Boink. We've been talking about that. Boink had those, the ability, you know, SETI at home and protein folding. And one of the really interesting ones I've gotten into, Uyghur turned me on to this, is the World Community Grid. So if you go to worldcommunitygrid.org, that's their website. Started an effort uh, to create the world's largest computing grid uh, to tackle scientific research projects to benefit humanity. That's what it says right off of Wikipedia. Launched back in November 16th of 2004. So not new, been around a while, um, but can be mined on Windows, Linux, Mac, and, and, and Android operating systems. So if you want to participate in this, the good news about this is that it uses that CPU time that you're not using. Now, it's not free. I always says it says using idle time of computers around the world. Well, the computer's idle until you start processing this. You pay for that energy. So it's not like it's wasted stuff that wasn't going to be used anyway. So you're, it, it does take a little bit of energy to get it done. But projects like the human genome, HIV, muscular dystrophy, must, muscular dystrophy, there we go, cancer, influenza, Ebola, um, all of those have been clean energy. All of those are projects that get computed and that can be computed in this world community grid. And actually can be done with CPU power. You don't even have to have very powerful GPUs to make this um, work. Currently, the combined total of all the runtime of everything, 1.4 million years. IBM's kind of behind it. They got a bunch of partners in it. I've been using that world community grid to run. And there's some instructions. I'll try and leave those and then turn your boink processing into what's called GRC coin. We've talked about this a little bit before. And you don't make a lot, but it's kind of interesting. That's a little bit of motivation. And so we've been doing a lot of, um, I've been doing a lot of that where I make, oh, about 10 coins a week, 10 GRC coins. They're worth three cents each. So, but that's 30 whole cents, right? So let's not, let's not retire just yet, right? Just to kind of give you some kind of some clue on that. But that um, goes for a good cause. Then I've been converting those GRC coin. Now, SIA, we've talked about this before as well. SIA coin is that storage offering that's come out. If you go to, to um, their website is SIA.tech, you can check that out. So, uh, what SIA is doing is they're tying distributed storage to the blockchain, uh, which is kind of cool. And so I can be a host and I can host your data and it's encrypted with the blockchain, so I can't see any of it. You pay for it through the blockchain. Today, you would pay 35 cents a terabyte. That's what it would break down to with SIA coin. Um, and so... That's pretty cheap, you know? Now, it's distributed. 
there's some guarantees and there's some collateral associated with it. In other words, when I put storage on the network, when I offer storage, I also have to offer coin in collateral. Then people promise SIA coins as a payment. And as long as I'm there, when they come to get their data and I've had some kind of a, a guaranteed uptime, they can pull their data off, they pay me and I get my collateral back. Well, nobody's, again, nobody's gonna get rich, but I think the concept, especially as we think about home storage is, is pretty cool. And uh, so I've been messing around with that. I have about 85 gig now stored. I had a bunch, I moved servers, I took it, it was on my N40L and I moved it over to the, to the uh, I got a little Dell micro box, you know, one of those little boxes about that big. And um, I messed it up in the move. Boy, I did that with crash plan too. I'm not very good at migrations, let's just say it. And uh, so I had to start over. So 85 gig now, Uyghur's about a 500. Um, and he won't have payments. I think he scheduled his 26 weeks. You can set the contract amounts any front, anywhere from 13 weeks to a year. And um, I think he set some of his at 26. He won't see a payout for a while. I, mine will start paying in January 1st. So those very early 13-week contracts will start paying. Now, again, like it's not any money, to be honest. You know, 35 cents a terabyte, something like that. I think it's even cheaper than that. Um, not... Um, yeah, nothing to write home about, but it's interesting. It is very, very interesting. There's, of course, some security concerns about that and what's being stored there and how's it being stored. I've been following the SIA guys on Facebook and um, it, it's, they have an interesting story. And so I'm going to kind of stick with it. And if you want to join me, if you have some questions on that, love to, um, you know, Love to help you out with it. And uh, we can converse over Facebook or uh, talk through the chat or go to that group on Home Server Show. Uh, lots of interesting things going on around that. I mentioned John had been asked me this question about taxes. So we want to spend a little time talking about that. I, I don't think that it, that's a small issue, especially if you make a bunch of money. You can be making today. I mean, there are people who have made some serious bank on this. And um, so you got to be thinking about your taxes. Seven Right now, just over 7,000. 7,002.10 is what it's, it's trading at right now, which is just nuts. I think Uyghur got in uh, just under 2,000, so and I'm, uh, seven and, no, not quite, three three times. Well, you could have retired on some of that, but of course, that would have been a huge taxable <laughs> event on the backside when you did it, and it uh, could have gotten a little ugly, but some things to remember um, going into that. I've had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I don't know. I'm going to, I've put some in, and I'm thinking, I, I keep thinking maybe I'll get a third card, maybe a fourth, put that in the other box. I've got two in one, maybe two in the other, and then just kind of leave it. At that, we'll have to keep track of things as we go. So if you get you get bit by the bug, um, which is very very possible, join me on it. Love to love to just kind of mess around. It's it's a lot more fun than it is work. It does create some heat uh, down here in the basement. Things are nice and toasty. It is the warmest room in the house right now, which is pretty cool. I'm kind of hoping that'll pay off from less furnace, you know, stuff that needs to run. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, it is interesting and it is kind of fun. Check out the the, uh, the cryptocurrency topic over homeservershow.com and go in the forums and love to have you over there. I mentioned a little bit earlier that I, um, you know, when I migrated the SIA box, because I was running kind of all of my, we've talked about this crash plan kind of fiasco, right? They changed their plans. I moved on to Pro. Pro would not work with the Drobo, so I had to move all my storage over to a HP microserver N40L, create shared drives, install the software. It's a Windows 10 box, install software. Uh, I told you I botched the move from uh, the folder move from going from crash plan, the home edition or the consumer edition to pro. I really botched it. Uh, basically, I you can, you can kind of migrate that data so you don't have to upload it. And I, I did, I botched it. Once you've done that once, you can't go back. Uh, in fact, they warn you, and I didn't. I didn't heed it. So I've been spending the last month and a half moving 1.3 terabytes of data back up to CrashPlan. It's not a ton, but it does take a while. I'm on Cox Communication. About the most I can get CrashPlan to run on that little box is about is about 30 gig a day. So I've been kind of trying to gauge it. I don't want to go over my limits. It gets a little expensive. Although Cox just raised their prices, it's nearly a hundred dollars now for the plan that I have, which I think is a little ridiculous for just internet. I don't know. Maybe I should go with somebody different. I, don't know. I should call CenturyLink. Actually, I think I'm going to call 
CenturyLink, and then I'm going to call Cox and tell him I called CenturyLink. That seems to be the best way to do it. So, um, so anyways, botch the move. We, uh, I'm a day now. I'm a day away. I'm actually five hours away from having that completely done. 1.3 backed back up again. We're kind of back to normal. Um, wasn't too bad. Uh, the process wasn't too bad. We, um, if you've been listening to Reset, uh, Dave McCabe's podcast, you know that StableBit has been sponsoring uh, some sections on there. And I'm, I have I actually have bought another copy of StableBit Drive Pool and uh, put that put it on that box. I've got it on my Plex box right now. It's kind of managing all the recorded and storage drives on there. I think I've got five or six drives in there. It's also working now on this HP microserver. And I got three drives in there all striped with, uh, it's not the right terminology, but all using drive pool uh, for redundancy. So if one of them goes, they're backed up. Three one terabyte drives. Um, I've run out of space there. So I'm going to have to, I've been waiting for the backups to complete. And uh, yeah, Tony Rayner says drive pool is awesome. It is really awesome. It's it's a pretty cool little application. I've had a few problems with the uh, with the getting the client to connect sometimes, but that's not always software's fault. I, I've been having to do some wonky things and usually a little quick reinstall and it gets it fixed. Delete some files and then reinstall and it just works great. Um, so it, uh, I'm going to have to, once I, I've been waiting for it to back up, then I'm going to take one of those drives offline, swap it out with a bigger drive out of the Drobo, put those drives. I'm not using as much storage in the Drobo, so I kind of swap those out, get some bigger drives in there. So I should be good for a while. So good weekend project. One of the things I've been thinking about, and I put this on my Christmas list, is a labeler. Because what I don't have, you know, you look in this box, right? There's four drives that go across here. With the exception of the OS drive, I don't know what the other drives are. I really don't. I mean, I kind of got to pull them and kind of guess what's what, especially as I'm swapping them out. Because I want to I want to remove one out of the pool. Then I want to shut it down. I want to pull it out of the box. I want to put a new one in. I want to format it. And then I want to add that to the pool and let it sink. And then just repeat it. That's what I want to do. I haven't done a very good job of labeling those drives. And I don't know. You guys got some tips for me on that? I, I was going to get one of those little labelers and use some numbers and, you know, just kind of, this is drive. Because you're going to sign drive letters to them. This is E. This is F. This is G. Um, sometimes then I put the pools down the end of the al alphabet X, Y, and Z are usually my pools. So, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's one of those things that I got a little work to do. So maybe this weekend, uh, start swapping some drives around. And now that it's backed up, I really didn't want to do it until I got, um, kind of everything backed up. But what you, what would you do? What would you label it with? One of the interesting things that I've been doing recently is I have it since I've had a bunch of time. That's not really true, but I've had some time. I've been watching um, maybe um, maybe more than I should YouTube. And I found myself gravitating towards these videos that have kind of this, um, you know, it's people doing crazy things like mowing their lawn. I don't know. Have you, have you seen any of those videos out there on YouTube? Or milling wood. Incredibly satisfying videos that you would think, uh, really, but there's something satisfying about someone going to a yard where it's just a mess. It's overgrown. It's, you know, the, 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 the sidewalks haven't been edged in years and to watch a guy go in there, cut it down, get it all even again, and then edge it and have it look nice. Something really satisfying about that. And, uh, so I've been watching a, a uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube uh, of those kinds of things, and I find it terribly relaxing. I don't know. I've been watching this couple. And they're in Idaho, somewhere in Idaho. I don't even know where. And they're building a house, a timber frame house. And they, so that each day they were posting a video. They haven't in a while, and I'm going through a little bit withdrawals. But I've been watching their vlog as they just put this house together. Now I kind of have to go over to YouTube or to uh, Facebook and kind of watch it. But it's been pretty cool to kind of see them use kind of some really cool technology to get this house put together. They're setting the timber frames now as we speak. But it's been crazy and and very, very satisfying to watch those to watch those videos. What are you watching on YouTube? It's interesting. Maybe I don't want to know, to be honest with you. But um, it has been it has been one of those things that it's been just super interesting, by the way. It, YouTube's been recently a great place to get this cryptocurrency news and information. Lots of great information about what's going on out there. And, you know, I, I mentioned that uh, Bitcoin's going to fork. It's going to fork somewhere around November 16th. They don't know because it's tied to a block. 
in the, in the chain. And when that block is executed, they will pull things down. It's going to fork off. Some other stuff's going to go on. But potential, if you have Bitcoin, if you're holding Bitcoin at the time of the fork, again, November 17th, no, I'm sorry, November 16th, 2017. If you're holding both, chances are both will have value at that point. You'll get two for one. There's some debate on how that's going to happen and some of those other things. But um, it, it it is... Um, to get that news and information, YouTube's been terribly helpful uh, for that. I've been kind of keeping up with that as well. And and uh, so, what are you watching on YouTube? What kind of things are keeping you busy? Other Jim said in the in the chat room, we we're back to the drive labeling uh, or put the date you installed the drive on the label. You know, we're talking about labeling. I'd actually like the drive letter uh, that it's installed on in the uh, in StableBit, so I can just go back and turn that drive off. And I love that somewhere on there, put that date you installed it. That's a great idea. Uh, kind of good to know when you're looking at those drives, um, you know, what, oh, where they are and how long they've been in there. All right. So what are you watching on YouTube? Here's another question for you. Are you covering your webcam? Lately, I've been noticing a lot of folks taping that thing up, right? I actually went as far. It's going to be really stupid. This is a little uh, a Menards receipt that I found on my desk. And I've just been setting it. I've just been setting it up like this on my webcam. And I wasn't that paranoid about it, but lately, hmm, I don't know. Are you covering? You covering your webcam? They make covers. You can go out there on Amazon and actually for the C920, there's a there's a couple different covers that you can use. You can put on there. I've seen stickers you can put on your laptop where they got a little plastic slider on there. That's pretty cool. Where you can cover your camera. Are you covering your camera? That's kind of the question. Uh, Emily in the chat room says she uses a Post-it note. Emily, do you find, I guess that post-it note wouldn't leave any residue on the glass, would it? For the camera, I always always be afraid. I use my camera a lot. And I would be afraid to post it. I, on the C920s, they have a really nice flat top on them. And you can put a, just take a post-it note, fold it, and then put it right on top of the C920s. I've gone as far as pulling a lot of webcams down we're not using. You know, and um, I've even, I use Bitdefender. In the most current versions of Bitdefender actually have a webcam blocker built into them that you can turn on. In other words, if an application tries to access the webcam and you haven't given permission, it will not allow that webcam to turn on. Unfortunately, uh, like if right now I've given Chrome the ability to get to the webcam so I can do this, hacker could just come in through Chrome and uh, get that done. So I'm not sure that's really going to make, it's going to matter that much. But have you... Um, have you thought about, I, you know, so Drashness says, cover his camera. Nah, I'm not paranoid. My camera lights, uh, my camera lights up when it's enabled unless the hackers have turned it off, which is what they do in most cases. I'm not that paranoid either, but I have just noticed a lot more people uh, covering their cameras. And um, it, it's one of those, oh, I yeah, and, and Emily has said, yeah, the post-it notes bent, so the glue is on the top side. Yeah, perfect. I've noticed a lot more people are doing that. Um, and a lot of average guys that I'm seeing and gals I'm seeing doing that. Um, I, it, it's interesting. Um, you just don't know. So it, it's, uh, if somebody had access to that camera, they're certainly not going to turn the blue light on. I've got a blue light on here. I think that can easily be turned off. So, um, good, good, good conversation to have wondering if, are you covering your webcam? I mean, is it? have we gotten to that point where, you know, uh, sitting here the other night and I just looked at my camera. It was off, but I was like, hmm, I wonder if somebody's watching me. You just really, you remember that old Michael Jackson song? I always feel like someone's watching me. Um, you ever feel like that? Um, I had, uh, uh, Gavin in the chat room says, been on conference calls where people didn't know it was on. Yeah, I was just, I just did one of those last night. Actually, was dialing in Chicago and I, they had the conference call open and I just joined and there were people in the room and they did not know that I had joined. And I would, it was obvious from their conversation. And so very quickly I said, hello, you know, hey, I'm here. Um, uh, so it, it, you know, it was one of those kinds of things I wanted to announce and be really clear. I didn't want to feel like I was snooping. Um, other Jim says he, he would worry more about his phone's camera. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of truth to that and what your phone is listening to, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot more shenanigans going on that we know. I don't know. I am not a naturally paranoid person. 
uh, when the NSA was doing their things and recording everybody, I kind of, and we remember we had Rich, Rich O'Neill come on and Rich was just livid. And I was like, eh, I can live with it. And I still, I guess I can, but um, it's just got me thinking, you know, it's kind of one of those things doesn't, doesn't hurt to cover it. I don't know. Um, some great, um, some great stuff in the chat room. Emily says, what I'm more worried about um, is we have two Google Home minis and a Google Home. And I have a situation where I needed to sign a non-disclosure agreement and it's made her paranoid. Yeah. Like, are they listening at home when you're talking about work? They could be listening. Well, definitely listening right now, <laughs> you know, so I'm definitely being heard right now, but when they, these echoes, sorry, oh good, it didn't go off. Uh, these devices, these Amazon devices that uh, shall not be named. I'm sure there's a lot more, like I said, I'm sure there's a, sh a lot more shenanigans going on than that. So uh, Drashna said uh, he'd have to get malware first. Well, that's true. Yeah, you'd have to get something where they have to control your PC. I've got a lot of stuff locked down here. So I don't know. Just got me thinking, you know, it's so it's so easy to do. Uh, of course, they can hear. They just can't see. So you're locking down your webcam, something kind of interesting uh, to kind of like to know. Jim at the average guy TV, if you got something to say on that. All right. Last uh, last little bit before we go uh, here at once. 50 minutes already, although we started a few minutes late. Um, a fridge update. I told you guys that um, it's just to bring everybody kind of up to speed. You know, I bought one of those Belkin when Dwayne was on. I bought one of those Belkin energy monitors, right? It's got a plug on one end. It's got a monitor on the other, a wire, so you can kind of pull it out from behind whatever devices. Those kilowatt meters, you know, you put them somewhere. You got to go back and look at them. And it's hard if, it's on, if the plug is on the fridge behind the fridge. Now, this kind of thing allows you to kind of put it behind the fridge and then pull the monitor out and watch it. You can set it for monthly. I can, like, I can put my kilowatt per hour, which is about 10 cents here in Nebraska. Then... I can toggle it between a monthly and an annual amount. And we had discovered that the, 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 the big upright freezer was running about 65 a year. And we had a really old fridge. I was running about 200, 205, something like that, 210. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't looked at, if you haven't monitored a appliance in a while and it's running $200 a year, you know it's not very efficient. It was, it was killing me. Actually, I was having trouble sleeping at night. Um, because it was just like, holy cow, that thing is burning. It's just burning money. Now, $200, not a year. It's not the end of the world, but we could do better. So we went out to the Mart, Nebraska Furniture Mart here. Uh, Sarah and I bought a fridge. That was kind of a whole fiasco all in itself. Their chat was great, but their service was terrible. It took them three weeks to get it out here. And well, I wasn't real happy with them uh, on that, but that's a, that's a whole other story. Fridge got here on Sunday. And they carried, they took the, I paid to have them take the old fridge away. 15 bucks. That was super convenient. It was a nasty fridge. I'm glad we got rid of it. We used it for about 15 or 20 years with the kids. You know, we had two fridges and we had all this food because I have five kids. And um, it was great while it lasted, but um, it just, its day was done. So they pulled it out, put the new fridge in. I put the new Belkin monitor on it. I was like, now in the box, it was advertised. And I swear to God, this will be the only time this will ever happen to me, but it, out of the box, it was advertised about $52 a year on average. That's what they gave me. It's been running since Sunday. We got the monitor on it, $27. Yeah, $27. I thought, holy cow, that thing's efficient. Now, when we first fired it up, uh, it was super expensive because it's got to run that compressor to get the temperature down. And so it was running pretty high. And then as it's run over the week, it's just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And so a nice, wow. I mean, so for just fridge to fridge change, $170 difference in an annual. Well, like, man, that can make up a lot on that fridge. We're going to either give that freezer away to somebody who really needs it, shelter, something like that, or because it's actually worth more to me as a tax write-off than it is uh, selling it, or we might sell it. So the fridge, the freezer will go too. There's another 65 bucks back. Uh, some... Don't, don't tell Sarah, but I'm, I'm hoping to use that for mining. So, um, but, you know, use that energy that I was using before that was not being productive. Now, super productive. So that Belkin uh, energy, uh, I forget what it's called. I, I think I put a link in a sh the show notes with Dwayne. Sold out. 
for a while. It's not available. I had to buy them from Belkin and then Belkin sold out. And, but man, that thing was, it thing is great on making decisions on does it stay or does it go? And if you've got some old equipment and you kind of want to know like, hmm, I wonder what this is really costing me. Spending $200 a year on a fridge, not a great idea. And so it was, uh, helped me make a, helped me make a really good decision. And it helped me, uh, it helped us save some money. So, so pretty cool. Tony uh, says in the chat room, he's renovating the kid's bathroom. So he's watching a home repair tutor on YouTube. Yeah. Great videos for yeah, DIY person. Wow. You can learn to fix anything. That's pretty cool. I've had some trouble with some very specific equipment and uh, have Googled it and uh, ended up on YouTube and um, pretty cool to be able to, um, yeah, kind of help me fix anything. So fridge is gone, new fridge is there. It's kind of cool to have that, uh, kind of have that taken care of. And I've been trying to kind of limit my, although not really, because I'm running these miners. I was going to say, I've been trying to limit my energy footprint, but these, these miners are not the, uh, they're not the, um, the best efficient things. They are actually these 1060s are pretty efficient, but um, I'm, I'm making that choice. So uh, helpful to have one of those Belkins conserve. Uh, there's other ways you can do it. There's a little, Plug-in devices that you can do it with your phone. D-Link makes some of those. TP-Link makes some of those. Uh, there's there's a variety of them if you want to do it that way. You don't even have to have that big, long cord. You can just do it. I like it because it's simple and it sits out and I don't have to look it out on my phone. Um, so it was, um, yeah, it was worth the 30 bucks. Some people question like, so you're spending 30 bucks to save money? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of helpful. Um, that that's kind of helped me speed up that process to get rid of that fridge. We actually had that thought a couple of years ago. I just didn't act upon it and uh, kind of glad that I did. So 27 bucks down, you know, 200 bucks down to 27. Pretty freaking sweet. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. Um, we're, we'll, we'll make this. I, I was going to say, make it a short show. It'll, it'll be an hour by the time I get done with things. By the time I do all the, the reminders, thanks uh, for you guys in the chat room for uh for jumping out there tonight and get me some good some good stuff to watch it's it really is different to kind of do this on your own and kind of watch it this way um but i appreciate you guys out there um and appreciate the comments that you make tony he just said the guy who started belkin was a loner nerd guy who got his gadgets who got into gadgets and now's a wealthy guy yeah maybe that wealthy guy's you who knows um good stuff hopefully you're having a great week uh, just a reminder, the t-shirts are available. If you want to get them, we'll have the link in the show notes for those are somewhere. I think it'll have it on the site somewhere. If you want to pick up a home gadget geeks t-shirt, don't forget, we'll probably have a different version available for the meetup coming up here in September. And uh, I think it's going to be September. We're still kind of working on that date and uh, we got a little ways to go, but I'm starting to think about it already. So get your t-shirt. It'll be limited edition in some way. We'll eventually pull that down. Addy's done a great job of making sure that's taken care of. And uh, Addy, thanks for your work getting those T-shirts done. Emily, thanks for uh, being the first model to get those things uh, to get those things out and on Twitter. Appreciate it. Don't forget, we have a Patreon link available too if you don't want to buy a T-shirt, but uh, maybe just a dollar a month will get you in. And we appreciate you supporting us in that way. Super us supporting me in that way. By the way, Patreon another taxable event. I get a ten ninety nine from Patreon every year, and most of that, to be honest, sometimes I wonder why. I do this because it gets taxed and I end up paying half of it back. And I guess half is better than none, but you know, you do all these things and then the government takes half of it. I don't know. I got to find better ways to, to get better write-offs. The, uh, so, but if you want to support the show, head over to Patreon. We appreciate it. It's a great way to do it. And um, it is helpful uh, when you support us there on Patreon, but don't forget $1 gets you access to the pre and post show which today wasn't great, but sometimes it really is. So get out there and get uh, get subscribed. Don't forget, if you want to send me an email, contact me uh, on any of those questions, jim at theaverageguy.tv. I like hearing from you. You can uh, send me a tweet, uh, a direct message on Twitter at jcollison if you want to do that. The Average Guy TV uh, is in the, the platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. If you want more information, Plans start as little as $10. Head out to maplegrovepartners.com. Christian would appreciate. He loves hosting and serving for the community. And so if you want to do that, 
head out there and uh, Christian will help you get migrated if you need to get that done. Don't forget, you can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks, uh, both on our Android and iPhone app. It's available and new versions of them are available as well. If you want to head out there, homegadgetgeeks.com and uh, re-download those. If you've downloaded them already, you might want to check for an update. We thank LastPass for their sponsorship for the year of that mobile app. And it's always nice. By the way, 1099 event. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm all of a sudden processing my entire life through, uh, is it taxable or is it not taxable? I spent so much time last night. Work, again, yeah, look at this. There's, there's one and there's two. Um, here's all my forms over here. You can't see it if you're on the video or if you're watching on audio only, but lots of work went on last night. Uh, but uh, I appreciate LastPass for their sponsorship. It helps pay the bills and get things done. And so LastPass will be on here in a couple of weeks. LastPass.com. Give it. They got they got some plans, I think $24 now a year um, to get their premium. If you want to get on the newsletter and our newsletter folks were the first one to find out about the t-shirts, that was one of those cool things. Head out to the averageguy.tv slash newsletter uh, and uh, you can sign up right there. I had been posting them to the site, but um, I'm, I'm not. You're only going to get them via email at this point. So uh, head out there, get signed up for the newsletter. I send it once a week, sometimes not even that. So no spam. I won't, I won't spam you. Uh, be good to have you on the newsletter so that if I need to contact you for any reason, whatever, something goes down, I can't get to you. That would be the way I would let you know. And I know there's more than 65 people listening. So get signed up for the newsletter. We are live 8 p.m. Every, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at the TheAverageGuy.tv live. Uh, Drashna says in the chat, uh, he mentioned Die Hard, John Zadler. I had actually talked to John. Uh, or I was trying to get a hold of John tonight uh, to see if he could come on. I had this empty spot, and I thought, well, maybe I can get John Zadler on here. So, Drash, or uh, yeah, Drashna, funny that you mentioned John. He's done a lot of work on trains, and I uh, wanted to kind of catch up with him. And uh, but he wasn't available tonight. We're live every Thursday, except Thanksgiving coming up in two weeks. But next week is drones, drones. Then last pass, then Thanksgiving. We're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv live. I hope you have a good week. I hope to hear from you. If you want to get on that back-in-the-day show, love to hear from you. Send me a note. Uh, I, I need you to have something to talk about, so you have to have a back-in-the-day story. Uh, but i um, love to hear from you, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Um, I'll chat with you during the week. I want to get online with you. We've been using a peer.in to get that done. It's pretty cool. Great way to do it, and I'd love to talk with you for a few minutes. I'll do it. Give me a ring. Let me know. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. We'll be back next week. Stay around for the post show. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.